Heiser had me taken back down to my private room. I sat on the bunk and felt very, very glad not only about knowing Leonard Sibelius, but about having done him a favor he was not likely to forget. Not a tall man, but notable, conspicuously skinny with a great big head and a great big expressive and heavy-featured face, and a wild mop of rust-gold hair, a big, flexible, resonant voice that could range from mountaintop oratory to husky, personal, confidential whisper. Fantastic memory, vast vocabulary, capable of making speeches on any subject at any time. A con artist, a conniver, a charmer, a spellbinder, an eccentric. Italian clothes, fast cars and fast planes and fast boats. In spite of the emaciation which made him look like a chronic invalid, he could work at top speed all day and play all night, week after week. Charging through life, leaving a trail of empty bottles and grateful blondes and thankful clients. Huge fees from those who could afford it, and when they couldn't afford it, there was always a market for the life story of any man defended by Lenny Sibelius, after the accused had signed over his rights to the fees and royalties therein. Total defense in the courtroom, the newspapers, and on the television talk shows, making it big and spending it big, and running all the way, and somehow laughing at himself. Ironic laughter. His black jest was that he had lost only one client. It took that jury two days to bring back a guilty verdict. There were so many errors by the court, I knew it wouldn't stand up. The route was through the appellate court, to the state supreme court, to the federal district court, to the supreme court. And I had just finished a beautiful brief to present to the district court when the silly son of a bitch hung himself in his cell just two weeks before our book climbed onto the bestseller list. It felt fine to know he was on the way. This whole thing was making me very edgy. It is one of the penalties of not playing one of the roles society wants you to play. No regular hours, no mortgage payments, life insurance, withholding, retirement benefits, savings program. Okay, where were you, Charlie, at two o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, the 10th of April, seven years ago? April? Tuesday? Unless I was sick, and that would be on the office records, I was right there at my desk in room 1520 on the 15th floor of the First Prudential Building. I work for Hutzler, Baskowitz, and Troon. Mutual funds. I'm an analyst. I've been with the firm 11 years now. Ask anybody. So where was McGee on any April Tuesday you want to name? The best I could do would be a plausible guess. Maybe I should keep a diary, or have a time card and punch clock. Or is it a punch card and a time clock? Something that goes ding. So you roam the fringes of the structured society, and it is just fine until they hold you up to the light. Then, somehow, in their eyes and yours too, you begin to look like a cat burglar.